Show! 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 Good day, good evening, good afternoon, good night, good day. Something too loud? Uh, a little bit, maybe. It's DBD Grooves time, and we're spinning another record on this beautiful Friday night. Happy Friday night. On a Thursday. <clears throat> Fuck, doesn't that just pump you up? That doesn't make you want to sniff a line of cocaine and drive down the road at 4,400 miles an hour. With a 10 pack and 10 pack, 12 pack in the back. But I don't know many other things that makes me want to do that. So I don't Molly, do cocaine. <laughs> Molly Crew makes you want to snort blow. If I did it, then yeah. It's a it's a good band to snort blow to. I mean, it's I don't fucking, think I've ever done that. It's a good band I mean, to fucking get drunk to, get fucking stoned to, get. Just angry to drive yeah. to have sex to. Oh yeah. Like so many opportunities with Motley Crue. I seen <laughs> Motley Crue, right? Yeah. And the amount of women that were just looking smoking. Smoking. Like tits were coming out at crew, you know? But, you know, I wouldn't expect anything less, honestly. I took this girl I never dated her. But uh, we hung out a little bit. I took her to the Motley Crue show, right? Okay. So it was Alice Cooper and the Motley Crue. And ideally, if you're paying for a girl to go to a concert with you, you're hoping to leave with her and have a good time. I fucking forgot she was there. <laughs> it was such good a show. good time. Like, the show itself that, like... Like, I don't know. I, I didn't even talk to her, like, the whole time. It was, she probably didn't have as good of a time as I did, but, uh... Hey, you win some, you lose some. Hey, it wasn't a loss. It wasn't a loss. <laughs> there you go. So in case anyone's wondering what we're spinning, and you haven't clued in by the millions of times they said it, it's uh, Shout Out the Devil by Motley Crue. Fucking right. Motley Crue. It's so funny. My dad just gave me this album out of his collection. Man, you got Motley Crue shout out the devil, and he's like, "Yeah, you want it?" I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Anyway, he didn't give a fuck about music from the '80s, for like, for the most part, anyways. He doesn't. Well, like the glam. Uh, yeah, glam metal. No, there's definitely shit in the '80s that he loved. My dad's not a huge fan of glam metal. Does he like Motley though? Ah, uh, he, yeah, he, he doesn't mind Motley Crue, I don't think. I, I don't know exactly if he loves them. Like, like not loves them, but he likes them. Because, like, I don't know, uh, those those guys were, you know, it's a different vibe. Like, it's like that, you know, it's like that post that was on the Discogs thing that I you showed me that I shared there. Yeah. Like, uh, it's this post on Facebook that said... I jerked off to Poison for a year before I realized they were dudes, and then for another three months afterwards. Like, oh, Vince Neil looks pretty cute on that cover, you know? <laughs> yeah, if you had some titties there, you know, it'd look a little better. I mean, Tommy Lee looks pretty woman-like, but, you know, Mick Mars, well... Like, Corey and Trevor would definitely think they were women. 
what an album. Like, they look dope, though, you know? For guys that are dressed up kind of feminine-like, like, they do look pretty dope. Like, I, I always thought Nikki Six was always a badass. Mick Mars kind of gave me the creeps when I was younger. Looks like Skeletor. Yeah, he, he does look a little scary. But, I mean, he has health, uh, health issues, right? So yeah. that's not... Uh, Still badass and one of the best fucking guitar players in the glam metal era, I'm sure. The, if not the like between him, I'm trying to think with like George Lynch and like Def uh, Leppard's guitar player. Uh, Phil Collins. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's too. Well, there's also S Steve Clark, but he died. He had double him? the amount of alcohol in his system yeah. than John Bonham when they found Bonham. Shit. That's, Bonham could drink like a motherfucker. That's C.C. DeVille. <laughs> C.C. DeVille, like, he's a good fucking guitar player, but the fact that Slash tried out for Poison, thank God he didn't get in. Seriously. But, like, Imagine, yeah. that would have changed, that, Guns N' Roses probably wouldn't have happened. The same well, way it might have happened, it just wouldn't have, I think Tracy Guns would have played guitar oh, yeah. instead of doing L.A. Guns. Because Tracy Guns was uh, playing with uh, with Axel in the band, I believe it was called Hollywood Rose. Yeah. But uh, fuck them right now. This isn't about them. This is about Motley Motherfucking Crew. Now, if there isn't a more iconic fucking glam metal band, well, just fucking '80s band than Motley Crew. Uh, like I can't really name. Like Def Leppard, Motley Crew. Those are two yeah, but Def Leppard came out earlier and they weren't the glam at first you know no. true like those first two on through the night and high and dry like they were opening up for ACDC like killing it yeah rock brigade and fucking oh man I love that shit she's got loose the kill fuck eh Molly Cruz a bit and, and you know like eh if you follow Marley Crew, you've probably seen in recent weeks that Vince Neil tried to do a show and it didn't uh, didn't go as planned. I guess you could say. Okay. Well, did you? Oh see yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw the videos. But didn't look too good. Well, no, like, it, well, I mean, you started girls, 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 and he's like, boys and girls, been a long time, <laughs> too long, and I have to go, and he just fucking walked off stage. I was like, uh, what's she doing? Yeah, see, that was that was the thing. Like, he tried really hard. And what I, like, I listened to some of the songs beforehand. He was doing all right. Like, uh, Kickstart My Heart wasn't bad. Um, um, he did another one. I can't think of it. It's another Motley Crue tune. But Vince Neil, when he does his shows, is he only playing Motley Crue shit? Or is he playing... His solo. Does well, he, have he doesn't solos? have much solo. He's got like so, an album. Or so two. he just tours as Vince Neil, performing Motley. Yeah. I guess it's kind of like Lou Which is Graham. weird because I think. But they're still together. Like Lou yeah. Graham got kicked out of Foreigner, well, or left Foreigner. So Lou Graham's touring around because he's the voice of Foreigner. And he's yeah. playing Foreigner songs, but he's also playing well, solo. Well, I think the thing with Motley is that they're so busy with their own stuff. True. You know. True. Mick Mars is kind of the one that doesn't do as much on the side but I heard he might be working on something like his first solo album okay. which would be cool and I bet you it's fucking rocking because Mick Mars is the man 
but Tommy, you know, he's always doing some crazy shit. He's either doing like, hardcore rap or fucking weird beats and like he experiments in a little bit of everything, you know. And then Nikki Six, like, well, he's doing this thing with the LA Rats. I don't know if they're gonna do some more, but I like the cover that they did. What cover? Of the uh, I've been everywhere. Oh, yes, actually, I did do that, yeah. Rob Zombie on vocals, like, fuck. That was, really, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's Rob Zombie, Nikki Six, John Five on guitar, and the drummer, Tommy Clufotis. Okay, yeah, I do remember hearing about that, actually, and I heard the song, but I, did, I, I, I wasn't sure that, sorry, I had to burp. I wasn't sure if Tommy, because uh, I saw it on Tommy Clufotis' Facebook page. Yeah. Sorry, but I didn't know when Nikki was uh, playing. Yeah, and then he's got 6 a.m. Yeah. Uh, then Tommy Lee. I don't know what the fuck Tommy Lee's doing. Fuck. A little bit of everything. I'm working with Machine Gun Kelly or something like that. Might do some more pornos. Yeah. Huh? Fuck, he, apparently, he has a fucking... The schlong <laughs> the size of my fucking height. Guy, like, no wonder fucking he had a lot of women. Well, Pamela. he was going to get women, well, yeah, whether actually. or not he had the, the schlong of a god. I think or McMars got a lot of women. Uh, I probably. know that he probably didn't party as much as the other boys, but he definitely partied, you know, and he, he had to. And I mean, know. he was an alcoholic. Like, well, not alcoholic, but he was a drinker. Oh, know. yeah. Well, they all were. I mean, but, uh, I don't know, he would have had to. Fuck, it, it's the 80s, everyone's fucked up. And, and, like, the fact that you could be doing a show, you're on, you're doing an arena tour, right? And you're looking into the crowd. And every time you go off the side of the stage, you're telling your security guard what row and how many seats in to give a VIP pass to. You know? Like, okay, yeah, six rows back, ten seats in, fucking beach blonde, huge tits. I want to see her after the show. Guaranteed she was there. Yeah. And I'm sure some of these women, like, they go and get ass in front of their boyfriends and they probably still won. Wow. Imagine, okay, so if you, hypothetically, back in the 80s, if Motley Crue was at the time, prime, prime, like, 86, 85, uh, 83, and one of the boys sends his security guard to ask your smoking hot girlfriend, hey, Vince Neil wants to fucking bang... Uh, your girlfriend's pussy. Would I you would, say yes or no? If it were the 80s and I was going to a Motley Crue show with a fucking... With, with, <laughs> a, with a dime piece, right? And they wanted my girl. I wouldn't mind because I would be dressed up as a guitar tech and I'd be trying to get some of the side pussy. You know what I mean? I'm with the band. You want to meet them. Hey. You want to meet the boys because... So you get to sleep with them, I get a free pass. And then, you know, you get a free pass. <laughs> yeah, but I don't look like them, and I don't sound like them, and I don't play like them. Yeah, but if you look like a guitar tech, like, I can get you back. So. Yeah, I'd just be fucking holding a bunch of fake passes, like... <laughs> Does exactly. anyone, anyone want to want? shuck my schlong? Shuck my schlong. Now, this is cool, because this is Motley Crue doing... Well, it's, it's not actually called... Uh, well, yeah, wait. It's Helter Skelter. Oh, sorry. I thought this was in order, but it's not in order. But yeah, they play, they cover a Beatles tune. 
So we've said, I've said multiple times that the Beatles is one of the biggest inspirations for a lot of people. Everyone. For everyone. And even the heaviest glam metal, like fucking, he- I they're pretty fucking heavy, these guys. Yeah, yeah. And to be As far as the glam, they're yeah. pretty heavy. And to be influenced by the Beatles, someone who's not heavy, not like, they have heavy aspects. and he- Yeah, but you gotta, you gotta song. think in the 80s, how old are these guys? They're in their 20s, right? So. Yeah. Or probably mid twenties at that point, honestly, you know. Yeah. So they're, they're pretty. They're coming up, and they're hearing like the Beatles coming to America for the first time, and the roar, the roar, you know, the like everyone freaking Beatlemania, you know. Yeah. And that's that was the biggest and heaviest thing at the time, you know, in the sixties, like, like Beatles had some hard tunes, like when the Beatles do help their Skelter, it's heavy. You know what I mean? Paul mm-hmm. fucking belts that bitch out. Fuck, I love the crew. One of the best shows I've ever seen, dude. And the thing, Alice Cooper opened up for them. Personally, I like Alice Cooper more than the crew, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. The way I like would have pictured it is crew opening up for Alice, but... That's actually the reasoning why Alice opened up for Crew is because when Motley Crew was first coming out, Alice Cooper was one of the first three people to take them on tour. Yeah. You know? So they got a lot of, uh, you know, they learned a lot from fucking Alice and shit. And Alice was honored to open up for them on their farewell tour that uh, they're back from. Farewell for now tour. Yeah. That's what they should have called it. It's like Ozzy. It's like no more tours one, no more tours two, or the Eagles farewell tour one, <laughs> farewell tour oh, two. Dude. Just do like Bob Dylan and have a never-ending t- tour. Yeah, well that's it. Don't even say it at that yeah. point. You know, like Bob Dylan doesn't have to say this is my last tour to fill it. You know, and yeah. I don't think Motley Crue does either. You know, like when you're going into a city. With over a million people, there's always going to be 20,000 people that want to hear Motley Crue. Yeah, well, for sure. Yeah. You know? Like, <laughs> I mean, I never got to see Motley Crue, and uh, I'm honestly kind of... Because now the thing is, especially after seeing Vince Neil's uh, recent performance. Now, I don't want to give Neil shit, but, man, like, what happened? Guy. The one thing I'll say... But, you know, he's probably... Sorry. The one thing I'll say is I remember hearing when I was going to the crew, like people laughing like, ah, Vince Neil doesn't sound like he used to, he's fat, he's overweight, you know, like he can't mm-hmm. sing, blah, blah, blah. I was having such a rocking time that I wouldn't have even noticed even if he was off. Yeah. Because everyone was singing those songs. Motley Crue has anthems. Oh, fuck yeah. Guys. Anthem after anthem, dude. Well, Each I mean... Live wire on the first one. This one, shout uh, at the devil. Fucking, you know, shout at the devil. Looks, looks that, that kill. kill. You know, uh, on the on the album after this, what is that? Theater of Pain. Uh, or girls, girls, girls. Well, girls, girls, yeah, girls. girls. This is this a, a yeah. fucking smoking in the boys' room? Uh, and then obviously Doctor Feel Good and fucking, uh, you know, so much. Here, I'm just gonna look. I, too I fast, too fast for love. Yeah, well, exactly. That's uh, not too young. 
No, there's another big hit on here that I've heard on the radio. Dude, can you see this real quick? Too young to fall in love. That's the yeah. Too young. To... Uh, looks that kill. You know what though? Yeah, looks that kill. Shout out the devil wasn't even a fucking single. The singles were looks that kill and too young to love. Um, but yeah, too fast for love was the first album. Knock 'em dead, kid. Knock 'em dead, kid. You know, too fast for love kind of. That's Knock that's not dead. the cover, is it? Yeah, that's the cover I have. Yeah. It kind of resembles uh, Sticky Fingers a bit, if you think about it. Like it's you know the a little bit. It's a little bit more a little more, more rock. Um, a little more rock and a little less cock. Yeah. Well, actually, there's probably just as much cock, depending on who it is. Theater of Pain. Yeah. So Theater of Pain was like smoking in the boys' room. Home sweet home. Home sweet home. Yeah. Ah, see, <laughs> like. Uh, that's a big. That's ballad. not an anthem, but that's just a ballad what? that everyone loves. Oh yeah, it's a ballad. You know, girls, girls, girls has girls, girls, girls. You're all I need. Wild side. Yeah. Um, then tracks. That's, uh, that's not. Uh, that's a Doctor Feelgood. Obviously, kickstart my yeah, heart. Yeah, kickstart my Dr. heart. Doctor Feelgood. Without you. In my Same old situation. Girl, <laughs> don't go away, man. And then, that's the greatest hits. 1994's Motley Crue. I never that, to that. I, I, and you know, I may uh, get a little shit for this, but probably not because no one listens, but <laughs> I still think that the self-titled sixth album is their best with John Carrara. Not, not Vince? No. Oh. Yeah, you might get some shit for that. Well, I, I, it's shit. the fucking, like, if you listen to it, and it's it, like it's rocking. Like the thing is, is as much as I love Vince Neil, the high pitched voice, like after a while, it's like fuck, you know. Like, but I mean, I've and I don't know. I like a lot of David people. Lee Roth has a very high pitched voice. Yeah, I know, and I don't like any of their albums as much as the first one. But he's on the first one too, though. I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I love the first one. If I could only listen to one Van Halen album for the rest of my life, I'm taking the first one, and I'm not getting mad. True, I suppose. You know? I wouldn't say that about Motley, necessarily. And, and like, I'm, I love Unchained. On, uh, on not Unchained, the album's called Fair Warning. Like, Fair Warning's probably my second... Like, I love Van Halen, and I love David Lee Roth, but... I don't know. I would, I would keep Van Halen with... Roth over Hager, but uh, and and I would keep Motley with Vince over John. The only thing is that album with John Karabai, like or Karabai or Karabai or fucking Upchuck Kamalu, I don't know. It just kicks so much ass, dude. Like I remember hearing it for the first time. Like, well, that's the best Motley Crue album. I've never heard it. You have, have to. to. Yeah. There's an album without Tommy. Oh yeah, and they got a chick drummer on it. I think it's Generation Swine. Okay. Have you heard that one? No. I don't think it's a full. Um, like maybe like a. I think it might be like a compilation. Okay. But it's a chick drummer, and dude, she kills it, dude. Like, I want to just before we break, I want to I want to well, see which one it is. While you're looking that up, I just want to point out, fuck, that's a quick side, dude. That was only 16 minutes, that side. I know. That's crazy. I honestly didn't expect it to go like, that when, fast. When I, when I heard the album ended and I looked at the fucking timer there, I was like, Jesus, 16 minutes. So 
So that's why we kind of rambled on. Plus, we were finishing up our talking. Yeah, I no, it's not Generation Swine. Generation Swine had... It was kind of the the coming back of all of them. So it's the one after Generation Swine. I mean, they just look so fucking cool. New Tattoo. Okay, I've never heard of that one. Oh, see, that's got Aussie's drummer, Randy Castillo. I love how Motley Crue has a box set called Music to Crash Your Car too. <laughs> yeah, fuck. Okay, band members. Where is she? Samantha. Samantha Maloney. She played... She was the drummer for Hole, Motley Crue. She's also performed with Eagles of Death Metal. What Motley like is she on? You don't like them? No. Okay, she's on the Lewd, Crude... And tattooed. I don't know. Either way, fuck it. There was once upon a time a chick drummer in Motley. Now, for this album... Well, we could get into that in a second. Well, I was just going to say, the, the fucking pentagram? cover is controversial. And it was controversial when they released it. Yeah. You got to think. They, don't they have a, a separate cover where it's like... Uh, yeah, uh, the alternative set it's CD like, cover. It's just their face. Well, it's basically... It's like the, these, but yeah. in square, eh? Yeah. 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 Okay. Fuck that. Freedom of fucking picture. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I agree with that, but, you know, a lot of the fucking, like, uh, you know, religious people are like, well, especially when you open it, you pull it out, and the first thing you see is a ginormous fucking white pentagram with a red black background. Yeah, it stands out. Looking and then there's a pentagram there, a pentagram there, like, they... But you know, see, what does a pentagram mean, though? What, it, what does it stand for? Well, it, it's it's to do with the devil. It, yeah. It's basically how I they summon. I always see summon. it and think of Motley Crue. Well, yeah, because you grow up with it. When I see a pentagram, I think of a fucking demon. Really? I think yeah. of Motley. But that's because I, I watch, like, videos and YouTube, stuff like that, where, like, people draw that shit out on the floor, and then it becomes a... A portal for the demons to come I remember this crazy bitch I used to hang out with. You know her. She used your phone to call me once when you oh. were at the bar. Crazy bitch. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that one. You, I just remember you texting me, sorry about this, bud, and then my phone <laughs> And I'm like, what the fuck? And it was so random. And like, but anyways, she's nuts. And I remember, like, this bitch was telling me, like, oh, I'm the Antichrist, and I'm a witch. I'm like, you ain't shit. You're an alcoholic, drug addict, whore, <laughs> whore, and uh, you ain't shit. And she would always draw these pentagrams, and I'm like, y you're not, like, you know how you could meet someone and think, like, oh, that person's into some weird shit. Yeah. With her, it wasn't like that. It was just like, you're just fucked. Like, you want to you wanna stand out, you know? Yeah. You want people to think that's who you are, but anyone that knows you knows that you're just a fucking... Twit. Twit. Now why... Like, they all look cool, right? Well... Uh, except Vince Neil. He looks like a fuck. He's got the same fucking weird-ass, sad, like, straight-looking face on both photos. Whereas, you know, Motley... Well, like, Motley. Tommy Lee's kind of got the... Oh, I'm cool. And then Mick Mars is like, I don't give a fuck. But he's just like... <laughs> Dead, like staring right at the but they're so young too like they're legit pretty much our age when this album's made that's what fucking bothers me 
Because I'm. <laughs> and the worst part is, superstars you're, you're like a, you're a good enough drummer to have been in any band of that era. Fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. You were, uh, I don't know. You were born in the wrong time to be a musician, but you were born in the right time to be a music lover, because there's so much of it. Like, yeah. we're yeah. People are always like, "Oh, there's no good music." It's like, well, you can go backwards, or you can wait for something to come out. Like, there's so much music out there. If you can't find any good music, then you're not looking. It's actually insane how much music I still don't know. Yeah. Like I on my Discover Weekly, every fucking week it pops up with. What thirty was thirty fifty new songs that I've never heard. I've never heard and, even the and band. The worst part, like sometimes you do know the band though, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's a big band. Yeah. Like you recently got into Corn. Yeah. But that's still that's still pretty fresh, right? If you could tell someone like, yeah, I'm pretty heavy into Corn as of late, they'd be like, what? You didn't know them before? It's like, no, I did. I just wasn't ready to be there yet. Yeah. Like I, I like I wasn't fuck. there yet. I had other shit to hear. Yeah. Like I remember I was, well, I was in this fucking chili peppers page and i got my chili peppers tattoo i didn't get my chili peppers tattoo for the the last few albums that came out i got this chili peppers tattoo or the earlier ones i fell in love with fucking blood sugar sex magic and then i fell in love with californication while while with you speaking of californication it was was released yesterday was it yesterday? The day before, I think. The day before, two days ago. Happy late birthday to California. Cal- but continue. But, like, I, I had someone telling me, like, because uh, when I finally did get to some of the other albums, I loved them. Like, I love it all. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard a Chili Peppers album that I don't love. Yeah. Which makes me love my tattoo of them even more. I didn't get my tattoo for every album. Mm. I got my tattoo for Blood Sugar, Sex Magic, and Californication. And, and, like, I had someone tell me I wasn't... You're not a real fan if you don't know The Getaway. I'm like, motherfucker, The Getaway came out in 2016. Yeah, really. You know? It's like, the newest It's, album. like, five albums ago. The thing, like, oh, you didn't listen to that? You're clearly not a Peppers fan. It's like, dude, I'm, like, potentially a bigger Peppers fan than you. Maybe I don't know pecker. every song. <laughs> yeah, fucking... I don't know. It, to me, it's weird, right? Like... Yeah. We have so much music in our heads between the two, just the two of us. Imagine Dylan was here. Yeah, Dylan. Or when we have Louie as a guest, or even Will. Thomas. Anyone. Like, the thing is, it's like, I don't know it all. No, exactly. But I'm slowly getting yeah. more and more and more. And like, I'm fucking, today, it's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. <laughs> exactly. Today I was doing, uh, actually that was one of the tunes on the show, uh, a la carte lunch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, not today. I was doing research on Diamond Diamondhead. I don't even know. It's like one of Metallica's biggest inspirations. They're the one who do "Am I Evil?" Am I Evil? Okay, okay. They're the original guys. Well, that's the scene. Like, like you're learning it as yeah. you go. Like you find something you like, you work backwards, and then you find their inspirations, mm-hmm. and then you find their inspirations, and then you like, man. There's like, so much music. Yeah, it's there. like, like, you know, you, you start with, like, uh, I'll use the example, because I haven't said their name in a while on the podcast. Allison Chains. You started Allison Chains, right? Then you can go with each member. You can find Mad Season with Lane, or you can find something else with Lane. And then 
from there you go to Jerry. Oh, then he's got his solo albums. Then he's on here, and then yeah. you can. But then you got Allison. Then you go to, to Mike Inez. Yeah, played he, with Ozzy before he played then with now Ozzy. You're in Ozzy. Alice <laughs> opening know. for Ozzy, meeting Mike, realizing that this guy really fits in good with us. He's younger than everyone else in that group. Mm-hmm. He's our age group, and our bass player wants to go home. Mike. Yeah, Mike. <laughs> That's a good fucking deal. You know, just start with a band. If you want to le- discover new music, start with one band. Look at each member. You'll f- guaranteed to find fucking something you like. Like, I've never been a big corn guy. I had someone offer me a free ticket to see them. Yeah, she's a fucking head case, but... Uh. Hey, man. If I, like, I would have said no, too. Because I didn't know corn. But if someone would have offered now, I'd be like, fuck yeah, I'm going. Because, yeah. that, you know... That's what happened. If she offered me now, yeah, I'd still say no. Really? Oh, she would. Uh, I'm not going to get into it. All right, we don't have to get into that, but... I might get I, into it a little bit. You could just go and be like, bye! <laughs> well, go, the, I don't know. Like, as a person, I always... Run away. Didn't, I didn't mind her. She was a nice person, but... Uh, fuck. I told her my ideas for tattoos, and then she got them by my artist, and I, I'm fucking sour about that. I, yeah, that is that's a, that is a sour note, honestly. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah. I hope you're listening. I hope you're one of the three and know that I'm not impressed. She's definitely not one of the three. Good. Alrighty, I <laughs> guess we should flip this thing. Yeah, we <laughs> fucking talked for like, I don't know. What are we 30, at? 14 Half minutes. hour? Yeah, we talked for 14 minutes. The album's only 33 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's not a long album, so we got to talk a bit. All right, well, we're going to do a flip and do a jingle, and then we're going to get back at you in about jingle a couple seconds in your time. Nuts. When you listen to rock and roll, and you listen to it on records, it is said that you should never be a little bitch and not play both sides. So we're going to flip the record. So come on, children of the beast, flip that fucking record. Flip, 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 flip the fucking record. Flip the fucking record! Flip the fucking record! Flip the record, bitch. We're back. We didn't even listen to that last take. Jesus. We did that one a couple times. We have this... I have this bad habit. Well, we like to listen to the jingle after we do it, right? Um, so we have to unplug the mic from the computer to listen to it. So, it happened twice, and it happens multiple times throughout, not every podcast, but once in a while a podcast uh, experiences some technical difficulties where we forget to re-plug it back in for the, to do another take of the jingle, uh, which is what happened two or three times to this one. So we just recorded the last one and we didn't even listen to it until uh, probably when I edited it. Yeah. But even then, I'm not. Maybe I'll. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't sound horrible without the guitar, uh, without the mic plugged in. But the guitar doesn't sound as good. And I mean, I'm playing shitty guitar anyways. 
Uh, and I, I can't sing, so... And I have a band-aid on my finger, so that was getting in the way, for sure. You don't think it, about it, but it's actually pretty fucking annoying when you have that little flap there. Pretending... Yeah, I cut myself at work today. Not intentional. What a fucking tune, by the way. The constant double bass pedal this whole time. Like, Tommy Lee was a great fucking drummer. Not only does he have a big schlong, he has a fucking amazing <laughs> talent. You're pretty hyped about his schlong. Well, everyone is. Guy, when Parasil, uh, when that sex tape came out, Pamela fuck, Anderson, Pamela everyone's Anderson, all like, everyone lost seen, their mind. Even I remember, like, my parents bought it, right? They were, like, <laughs> <laughs> they were gonna watch it, right? Tommy and Pamela, and even I remember my dad telling me, he's like, but. He had the biggest fucking dick I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and my mom said, like, yes, yes, he did. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's... Big I mean... cock! <laughs> big cock! Oh, Tommy's got a great big cock! Big cock! <laughs> that works fucking great. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, what was I saying? No, Tommy Lee, though. Kick-Ass-Drum-Dude-Like-The-Whole-Song-Ba-Ba-Ba-Ba-Ba-Ba-Ba-Ba-Ba-Ba-Ba-Ba-Ba-Ba-Ba-Ba-Ba-Ba-
I think that's the band before the band Nikki was in before he joined Yeah, Motley. yeah, that's who it is with Nikki Six, Blackie Lawless. It was only two years. Yeah. But, okay, so... And I think he was with another band again before Motley. Who, who do you think is the most fucked member of Motley Crue? Um... Like, that's not necessarily in a bad way. Tommy. Yeah, yeah. Because Mick is a bit older than the rest of the group. You know what I mean? He, uh... Mick's a bit older, so he... Like, like I said, he definitely partied, but not as much as the other boys. And he definitely dabbled, but not as excessively. Well, definitely excessive. But, I mean, not as much as the other guys. Like, I feel like he would have been the one to get clean first if they were all fucked. You know? He was. I mean, uh, Vince Neil... Like, dude, he fucking crashed a car, hammered, and killed the drummer of a band, Razzle. Yeah. You know? What was that band, Razzle? Uh, they were gonna be big. They were gonna they be were gonna big. They were gonna be huge. Uh, and they're good, man. You go back and listen. Oh, what the fuck are they called? Uh, Look up Vince Neil. Probably says murder. <laughs> well, then he went to jail for a bit for For a bit, dude? He killed someone, dude, and he had an album out the next year. Well, yeah, because he was the, one of the biggest fucking rock stars. Of, uh, if I killed someone, dude, you'll never hear about me again. Exactly. That's the fucking privilege of being a fucking superstar. Um, of course, it's not going to give me fucking... Fuck, I wish I could just say... Razzle. You're going to say it, and it's going to be like, fuck. Razzle. Razzle. What is their band name? It was... Uh, No, it's not music career. No, it wouldn't go be? up. No. no, go up, hit it, and then write uh, personal life. I think it'll be there. Marriages, wait, dirty work. Um, Where does it say murder? Uh, <laughs> I don't think it would say murder. <laughs> um, he has motorsport career. Yeah, I heard that. Razzle, the drummer. Who do he play for? Fucking cocksucker. Hanoi Rocks. Ah, shit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, when he said that, Hanoi Rocks. But, uh, yeah, he killed him. But not just that. Well, he like, did... his daughter died, too, in, like, 91 or, or so, 90, 91. Fucking, like, cancer. You look at now. Neil... Uh, I Vince feel Neil for now. him. Yeah, you look at Vince Neil now. He's obviously... Gained a couple pounds. But Vince Neil said in an interview that he's like, I never liked grunge then and I never like it now. So like we were out there singing about good time and partying, get fucked up, dude, you know? But like, he's like, they want to be all sad and talk about other boring stuff. He's like, I didn't like it then and I don't like it now. And it's like, but you were singing about bullshit. <laughs> like, like, not all of it, not all of it, but you know, like, it's hard to say, like, dude, you're fucking, you know, you killed someone, your daughter died. And like, then they released Dr. Feelgood. Yeah. You're really feeling good. Yeah, how good are you like feeling it? right now, but your band's about to break up. Your kid's about to fucking die. You killed someone a couple years ago. Your friend. Yeah. You know? I remember being drunk once, well, after that, that fucking uh, country fest. And yeah. I was with Taylor, and we weren't far, you know, we were just at the, like, we parked at that church behind McDonald's. Yeah. But hammered. Like, I wasn't even walking straight. 
And I'm telling them, fucking drunk, like, do you want me to drive you up the hill? And I told him, I was like, I don't want to pull a Vince Neil and kill a future prodigy. <laughs> like, I even, I was like, but the thing is, is if we take my truck, I'm going to get a bagel. <laughs> and he's all like, I don't care, dude. He hopped in and I fucking drove to the fucking place, got the bagel, probably got two of them. Yeah. Maybe a bag of Doritos, too. Taylor doesn't give two it, fucks. But, you know, like, it doesn't make me feel good. And now I don't ever try to put myself... Like, now living here, I would just leave my car here if we were going to get drunk, you know? Yeah, that's what I used to, When I used to have the van there, I used to do that all the time. But at that time, you know, not thinking. And, like, it's really not far, no. you know? Down with the that's, bars. That's no. probably what they all say. They were at a party and ran out of beer. They were going to get liquor. How far was the liquor, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, were they out of town, you know? No, they were in the city. Oh, okay. I know, but, like, were they, like, out, out like not near a, a liquor commission or something like that? Yeah, I, I don't know. But what I'm saying is, like, you, you don't think that's going to be what happens. Like, I'm know? surprised they're superstars. They didn't have, uh, you know, people to go get it for them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fucking rock star. <laughs> yeah, but I'm definitely gonna have a guy designated beer driver. Yeah, but you're also like a rich motherfucker, and you got a brand new sports car sitting out there. Like, yeah, I, true. Did you see that car? Did you see that? That's pretty nice. <laughs> you want to go for a ride without a beer? You know, it's that quick that that can. Happen. And you know, the dirt, the movie on Netflix does a very good job of showing that scene. And it's a very good scene. Yeah. Like as sad as it is, and someone does die, it is a very good scene. It does wrap up. I like The Dirt more than I like Elton John's because I've I didn't expect a musical. Oh, okay. It's a musical, and I didn't expect that, which I didn't dislike, but when when it's a musical, so much can happen in one song that by the time the song's over, the character's someone new. Yeah. You know, and that that's pushing things too fast. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, I liked I've it. i never watched it. Either. I liked it, but I don't think it's as good as The Dirt. The Dirt is definitely one of the... The Dirt's great. Yeah, man. great fucking movie. And I've heard people talk shit, like, oh, they left this out, they left that out. It's like, bud, it's a two-hour movie. Yeah, like, what you do you know? expect? Like, they've been around for fucking uh, 40 years. What do you expect? Like, there's a lot of shit, you know? You that... don't fit 40 years in a two-hour movie. No. You can't. Especially a band prolific as Motley Crue, you know? They have such a career. Like, there's only so many fucking trips. Like, obviously, they're going to touch on Nikki Six almost like dying of heroin yeah like, oh, overdose yeah. Uh, obviously you Slash touch, in you that know. movie sitting on the couch in yeah. the back yeah. but do you, you know they're not gonna touch on every single time they got fucked up they just did a you know like sometimes I, they would I'd do like montages. to watch it again soon that was a really good film I watched it with uh, Andrew Montalongo yeah. yeah it's a great film but, I rewatched it and it has the dude from uh, Game of Thrones yeah there. he's Mick Mars I didn't like him but uh, in Game of Thrones I didn't like him and has Machine Gun Kelly playing Tommy Lee. And, and that was perfect timing, because that's the time when Machine Gun Kelly was getting into a rap battle with Eminem. Yeah. And the thing is, is some people that like rock don't give a fuck about rap. Eminem or not. Yeah. And they don't give a fuck about Machine Gun Kelly. But he played Tommy Lee. And that's close enough, so we're on his side. Yeah. You know how many people jumped in that to say yeah. that Machine Gun Kelly won that don't even like rap? Like... Well, you know, Eminem's been telling people to suck his dick since 1998. <laughs> you know, I'm not a big fan of that. Machine Gun Kelly, he said the same thing, but on a lower... And he's mumbling. On a lower degree. No, he's not a mumble rapper. He's actually a really good rapper. 
I haven't really been into it. It's trying to be like Blink Speaking 182 Eminem, now. But yeah, I, uh, no, I don't like that as no. much. Because, like, sure, Travis Barker's a good drummer. I wish like Travis Barker didn't do it just so he wouldn't do it. Like, li if you listen to Lace Up or General Admission or even Bloom, those three consecutive albums, man, are fucking awesome. Yeah. And then it's then by the time he did the one where, I don't know, where he had the Eminem diss on it, and I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, like... I don't know. If you're gonna... It was a good diss, though. Yeah. I don't know who won. They're both pretty good. I like them both. Speaking of Eminem, did you hear his new song? Killer? Yeah. With Corday? Did you hear it? Yeah, well, I mean, I heard it, but it's a remix. Oh. Uh, from uh, Music to be Murdered by Two. Really? Or not two, but... B-sides? B-sides. Man, what the fuck? Okay, I thought It's it was good, new... though. Like, he yeah, did a yeah. new rap on it. Yeah. It's not the same. Like, they remake... They just... Did Killer remixed on the beat. How come this is a thing now? Is I think what artists are trying to do. Well, Corday, I heard Corday has an album coming out produced by Dre, and he blew up on a single where he did "Hide My Name." Is didn't I show you it? Yeah, yeah. A, a while ago. Um. So if he's about to come out with something like Dre, his new album's coming out soon. Corday, he had a four-song EP out in April. So I think if he's working with Dre, Eminem might be featured on the album. Yeah. Because he got big doing the Eminem song, and Eminem liked it. He even said he liked it. So uh, you never know. He might have wanted to put something out under his name with him to get the kid more hype on a more mainstream. You know? Yeah. Because you might not. Like, you know the name because I showed you him, right? You know, I know the name because I stumbled across him. Eminem probably wanted to help him uh well, if you it's know. Dre, like Shoot. I said, and the yeah. kid clearly likes Eminem. You know. Um, well, I was gonna like, cause it seems to me that a lot of these artists they're releasing their mixes of it, and then they're having a bunch of remixes of the same song done yeah. by different people. Yeah, but I think those people want to remix it, cause you I gotta know. think a lot of those people are DJs, right? They make money touring yeah. DJing. Exactly. They like, won't play their mix, you know? Dua Lipa, for an example, she did... Um, she must get mixed a lot of it. Well, she, she, yeah, she has a couple mixes out now with a bunch of different people, a bunch of different guests featuring. Uh, her song, what the fuck's it called? Levitating. The Baby does a version of it, but the original one on the album I like better than The Baby, because I don't like The Baby. Yeah. I, don't, I don't like his beats. They're all the same fucking kind of same beat. I'm not super familiar with the baby. No, me neither. But the songs I've heard all kind of have that same similar, you know. I was, you know, like it's not necessarily I don't like all these new rappers. It's just I'm gonna give you one chance. The first thing I hear is your one chance. If I don't levitate to it, I'm not really gonna look into it more. Because you got so much other shit to look into. Yeah, and tying you know, back to what we were talking about. Well, here. even like like when I'd hear someone else's shit, and then we just mentioned Corday, like a young rapper coming up. I liked it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I heard the first song with him that I ever heard from him, and it was good. So, well, if that's good, what else is good? Well, it's like, uh... Whereas someone else, I don't like that. I really, really don't like that. I'm gonna take a wild guess and say most of your shit's all gonna sound the same. And maybe sometimes I'll even... Like, there are people I don't necessarily like that I... Rap's weird, because when you, you smoke and you're in the smoker culture, you hear a lot of hip-hop. Oh, something with hip-hop and yeah. weed. Well, like it's it. probably just the beats, the vibes, yeah. the, the lyrics, the When stories. I got the Eminem show, dude, 
I couldn't play it for like four or five hours because I was waiting for the dope man. I couldn't listen to it without yeah without weed, and that's fucked. Uh, it's kind of the same thing with Mac Miller. Like the first song I heard of Mac Mac Miller was Self Care. And I was like, oh, that's a pretty fucking good tune. And then yeah. sure enough, I dive into more and more, and I like him more and more. He's someone that I really didn't give a fuck about. Until he died. Right? And then and then he died, and I lived at this cool spot at the time. We had a bar in the basement, and I had all my records around a wall. Yeah. Like, like kind of something I could flip through. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then I had my stereo. And uh, when he died, we were having like a ball tournament or something, right? It was... Oh, fuck. I don't know. Anyways, pool? all what? Pool? Is that what you mean? Oh, like baseball? Like softball? softball. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you meant pool, like the ball. But I had a pool table. We were shooting pool at the house. And uh, I was like, fuck. And I knew there was a couple of hip-hop fans. My buddy Mark was there. He wasn't playing softball, but he's there. And he loves Mac. So I was like, I'm going to put some Mac Miller on. Cause, well, I knew they were all like feeling down. When you love someone, they die. You're feeling down. Yeah. So I put it on and I was listening to it like, oh shit. Yeah. Like, that's one of the situations where I was wrong. You ever listen to his Tiny Desk uh, show? Dude, yeah. That's great. Dude, when he does 2009. Yeah. Oh. That's a good fucking little thing. Oh. But, tearjerker, dude. Um, that's a tearjerker, that one. Yeah. That is a great That's something you tell is really fucked up that, that needs someone to just get him out of his atmosphere for a bit. And yeah. Unfortunately, know. it's crazy when you have so many people around and no one can help. No one can help you. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like Nikki Six, you know, in a sense. Well, you he know, had his so brothers people, around, you know. Yeah, but like, I mean, at the but same when time, everyone's doing it and someone's doing it just a little bit harder, you don't always notice. True, true. Yeah, you know, I remember doing some shit young with people that you know I wouldn't, I wouldn't really go overly hard, you know. Yeah. I maybe compared to what you guys would do, I would try to you know, I I was so okay with people outdoing me and and like the, when I was hanging out with different people, but when I was hanging out with the other boys like you guys, like I don't know, you guys weren't even, you guys were like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm fucking doing this. Uh, this fucking podcast is pretty much done, right? Yeah. Okay. One thing I wanted to share about Motley. Because yeah. I, when I seen him, and we didn't mention it for some reason, Tommy motherfucking Lee oh, yeah. has a motherfucking roller coaster attached to his drum kit. No, he has a drum kit attached, attached to, to a roller, roller coaster. Yeah, <laughs> I guess that would make more sense. I'm a little stoned, drank beer for the first side, smoked joint for the second. Party. Yeah, we have a couple things to talk about before we end this podcast. But so. Uh, anyways, so... There's videos where sometimes Tommy Lee has a fucking chair attached to his, like the side of the thing that like lifts him, mm-hmm. like his part of the roller coaster. And uh, I've watched videos, like I was watching my videos ahead of seeing them, so I just fucking like, I want to get a sense of the vibe, man. Like the fire at that show, man, you felt the flames. Yeah. Like it was hot, dude. You're sweating in there. There's so much fire. Girl dancers and shit. But anyway, so he's about to go up, and I know that he occasionally takes people. So I'm already starting to stand on my chair, <laughs> right? I'm like, but I'm a little stoned. I'm like, I'm going to fucking stand on my chair and be so tall. No <laughs> one's going to be taller than me, and yeah. he's going to take me. 
And then I get up, right? And I'm standing on my chair. And I'm looking, and there's a bunch of girls standing on their chair, like fucking 10 seats down, smoking. I'm like, he ain't taking me. Look at me. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) The big stone bastard on the side looking at me. And the worst part is, he didn't end up taking anyone up anyway. So at least I didn't have to feel the pain. Yeah, at least you didn't have to watch But I wanted it so bad. It's kind of like that Mike and uh, Guns N' Roses there. Oh, out of the hand and gone. But what was cool is when they went back to the middle to do Home Sweet Home. They did it in the middle of the crowd. <clears throat> Who's they, playing piano? Uh, Tommy. Okay, Tommy plays piano? Cool. Yeah, I'm pretty, cool. I want to say it was Tommy. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. No, I was just curious because I didn't know who played piano. I'm pretty sure it was Tommy because I, I don't think the drums were over there at that point. Okay, so... Because he went on the roller coaster and then back, and then they came around. Okay. When they came around the corner, when I see shows, I always try to get a seat on the end of a row on either side, whether it's into the middle or onto the outside. Yeah. Well, that time I was on the outside. Well, the boys are on the stage, come down, all of them walk right beside me. <laughs> I'm like, oh my fuck. I got fucking hands with the boys three out of four of them nice, nice. i got to high five vince neil i high-fived nikki six and i fucking tommy lee was just grabbing people yeah. like pulling it like we kind of like embraced and i'm like he as he's pulling me in i was like these hands touch pamela's tits <laughs> and like, and like yeah, he didn't even acknowledge me he was he probably didn't yeah. even hear me he's like oh no but in my head like it was such a fucked up moment but mick i didn't get to touch him because i guess he's really light sensitive so he actually had like a blanket over him people were walking him. probably like a specially made hood or something yeah it was something else man like i couldn't even see his face really yeah Man, it's kind of like Johnny Winter. Like he, had, like he, he plays most of the time clothes because his eyes Well, when were you so were showing me the thing where he's playing outside, <clears> I was really surprised because when I seen him, he had a light on him most of the time, and it was like a dark, dim red light. He would occasionally come out, do a little fucking, yeah. then step back. You know? Well, I mean, maybe back uh, in two thousand five, it was a little less bad. Like it wasn't uh, like as painful to be out in the light, dude. He's like a vampire. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they had a thing where at the end of the show, they were all, except Tommy. Tommy was back on the main stage by this point. Vince, Nikki, and Mick, all on these platforms that float out over you, man. Okay. They're like singing and playing right over your head. Like, ah, they're so close. And fire shooting out. And they have a fucking pentagram in the middle on fire. Tommy <laughs> Lee's sweating, just swinging his arms. And it was yeah. like... Man, imagine doing that. It's weird, honestly. Like I, I knew when we were doing this podcast. Like, yeah, I seen them. So then I like you go back to there mentally and how yeah. you're feeling. And I'm getting so hyped just thinking about it. Like imagine doing that every night, every single night. You're fucking floating around on the stage. You do it like doing a drum solo over top of everyone. You're fucking spinning. <laughs> like you're at the top of a fucking arena. You're over thousands of people spinning in a circle, doing a drum solo. Fuck, man. Those guys are nuts. <laughs> and he started doing that. that in the 80s, yeah. man. It used to be a thing that would just lift and spin. Yeah, there was one that was like, 
you know, put his drums like forward A or something. Yeah. That one point too. Oh, dude, there's like, but the well, fact, that, what he brought it to compared to what it was, like. That just goes to show you, though, like, creativity. Is, too. Well, yeah, creativity and also they're just fucking crazy. Like, fucking I don't know crazy how rock and roll stars. Well, I think they were doing a stadium tour. I guess they could do it in a stadium. Yeah. Yeah. But unless only if the roof's on, you'd think. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe he'll do something different. Like, maybe it'll be, like, the same type of thing. Going around in a or, circle. Or, the, well, what, what they probably do have is, like, they have their own stage rig that is built. Built like it out more? Well, like, it has their own, like, oh, like, the... Like, the stage itself has that add-on where it's, like, you know... Yeah, okay, yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah, but you just think that's so much more uh, shit in the way for people's view. True, true, especially if you're in a stadium there. Who knows? We'll see when they come back what happens. Yeah. Um, I just want to do a quick five seconds of uh, the ratings. Because I was kind of surprised. Rolling Stone gave it a two out of five stars. What? Yeah. Yeah, but it was so different then. Uh, for the times. But All Music gave it four and a half stars. Collector's Guide to Heavy Metal gave it eight. Okay. Robert Crisco said, uh, boy, said, um, the band's commercial appeal lay in false braggadocio on an album that is poor even by heavy metal standards. The whole point of the band. Oh, that's in there, dude. Well, basically, Robert Crisco can suck my big fucking ass. Um, next, I just wanted to quickly go to the charts, but it doesn't matter what the critics say, as we always come to find out, because this was a very good album. It went to number 17 on the U.S. Billboard 200 and number 23 on Canada's Top Albums. Shout of the Devil, the song went to 30 on the mainstream rock charts. Looks That Kill went to 54 on the Billboard Hot 100 and Too Young to Fall in Love went to number 90. This album has sold over 4 million in the States, 300,000 in Canada, and has reached gold in Australia. So, very good album. Um, listen to it. If you don't know much Motley Crue, I don't know what album to this suggest. This would be a good to one to start. With. Yeah, this one or the first one. Yeah. Or, you know, any, any of them, them really. Yeah. The but, one with John. Yeah. We're going to do many other Motley Crews, so we'll save some stuff to talk about for that time. All right. We'll see you Monday, I guess. But yeah, oh yeah, Monday's a big fucking 50 anniversary, whether or not we have uh, Dylan, or not. Dylan or not there. it's uh, I'm sorry, but it's coming out. It's 50 years for a huge album, one of my favorite fucking bands. Uh, I only just recently got it. Oh, yeah? Like, within the last six months. Shit. Well, we'll have to we'll do the spinning room. On Monday. Okie dokie. Have a good uh, weekend and we'll uh, be back at you Monday. eh? Have a great day. eh? 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 Peace out, motherfuckers.